Cinnabuds receive support from Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, I Care and I Wear. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies, buddies talking about cinema. Hello, everybody. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. From Radio Milwaukee, I'm Dory Zori. And what's up, everyone? My name is Marquise, and I'm from Milwaukee Film. Oh, yeah, yeah we have three, a special uh, guest today. Three is the magic number <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, we have Marquise here from Milwaukee Film. He's a co-worker of mine. Yeah. Uh, you were also a filmmaker and mm-hmm. a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like a hundred other things. I have so many jobs. <laughs> so many jobs. And Marquise is here because we are going to be talking about the Cultures and Communities Festival this week. Let's do Yay. Well, what makes Cultures and Communities Festival different than the regular Milwaukee Film Festival, Marquise? Yeah. So one thing we love about Milwaukee is the fact that we like love films. But I think the bigger thing that we enjoy about films is like how much we can relate to our own experiences within our city. So Cultures and Communities is just like another opportunity to get a little bit more engaged with cinema and engage with our community outside of just going to the theater. But like what, how could cinema reach outside of the silver screen and allow us all to see ourselves within the stories that we watch? So it's just another opportunity to get folks involved. Um, So yeah, really excited about it. And the festival... CCF, if you're cool. That's yeah, cool I love you that. About. I yeah. love the CCF. <laughs> mm-hmm. CCF has a lot of similarities with like the Milwaukee Film Festival mm-hmm. they were in the spring too. What's the general kind of like? How does it work? Yeah, so I will say like the Milwaukee Film Festival has curated a specific type of program that really is for the cinephiles. Now, mind you, you don't have to be a lover of film to go to the Milwaukee Film Festival, but that is more catered towards like cinema within itself, where CCF is centered around. Like we're bringing films in, but it's way more about the events that we have that take themes that we see in the movies and bring them to real life. So whether that is like specific music workshops or we're doing like a psycho hair therapy like workshop and stuff like that. So the different themes that we may see in our movies, we are trying to find ways to bring them to the community outside of the theater. So that's what makes it a little bit different. Yeah, it's really fun. The idea that you can go see a movie uh, about a particular topic or just yeah. generally by a filmmaker you've never heard of and then go do something out right. in the rest of the world that yeah. kind of connects to it a little bit or have yeah. a conversation or have a trivia night and tons yeah. of stuff. It's so many events that we have uh, in conjunction with the movies that we're doing. Um, and that's why sometimes people tend to think that it's not a film festival because like the events <laughs> yeah. outweigh the films. But I think it's just an opportunity also for Milwaukee Film to showcase our love for the city of Milwaukee, to yeah. showcase how progressive we are and trying to be like, uh, you know, just better people, better citizens, but also show care. So I think this is like Milwaukee Film's ability to like give a gift to the city of Milwaukee for supporting us for so many years. That's perfect. Well, I can't wait to dive into what you've got going on with events, with speakers, with opening nights. You're going to have to tune in to the full on podcast to hear more with Marquise and Christopher Pollard. That's right. So stick around and we'll be right back. Hey, Wisconsin foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer Ann Christensen and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with a local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. 
So let's dig into opening night, right? This is kind of where it all starts. What do, what do you have planned for opening night with CCF? So I think if anyone is familiar with Milwaukee Film, you know we love a good opening night. We, we do. <laughs> sets the tone, we really. We do the absolute most sometimes, but I'm super excited. Um, our opening night is always centered around a film. Um, so our opening night film is called The League, and it is directed by the incomparable Sam Pollard. My who cousin. We, let yeah, me, yeah, yeah, your yeah, cousin. Yeah, my cousin. Obviously, we, <laughs> we, if you know Milwaukee Film, we have a great relationship with Sam Pollard. He's yeah. like during the festival this year, we were together. He's like my bestie, um, yeah, okay. at least in my mind. <laughs> that's great. Uh, but you got to hang out with him. I got to hang out with oh, him. So, really like, cool. that's another cool thing about my job. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're we're going to be showcasing his film, The League, and it is um, a historical documentary about the Negro League. So it kind of traces the history of the Negro League as like a ability to have like an economic development within the African American community, but also just like looking at some of those games that you know these athletes just wanted to play but didn't really recognize that they were in like the middle of a political movement Negro Leagues baseball was so popular that black churches would move their service time up an hour so fans could go to the game if you know anything about the black church you'll mess with service time there were African-American professional ball players in the 19th century. But segregation starts to tighten its hold. Well, what do you do? We can do this on our own. Uh, so it's yeah. such a it's such a like a really riveting documentary. Um, it has animation, but also like obviously archival footage and records that some are never before seen. So super excited really to open night. it up. Yeah, yeah, to open it up with that, especially because we have our own baseball team as well. So yeah. it's going to be fun to see. And we've had Sam. I I, don't, I really want to know how many Sam Pollard films we've had. Let me tell you. At our <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a, a six minimum. And, yep. and since I've been working here, so nice. he's really three prolific. this spring. <laughs> wow. Literally. So what's his background? Give us a little bit of info on Sam so Pollard. Sam Pollard is just a profound documentary filmmaker. I think you know it's it's a blessing or it's it's an amazing thing when you have a filmmaker who's dedicated to showcasing different parts of the Black American experience. And Sam Pollard is one of those people. So his career spans so many different like topics within African American history. So he's he's like I like to call him my godfather. Again, yeah. like I'm attributing yeah. all these parasocial relationships with this man and he probably just like <laughs> once he hears this podcast, he's either going to confirm or deny yeah. it. Right. I have a feeling he's going to confirm he feels Hopefully, the same. fingers crossed. <laughs> I had to pull up his uh He's directed 31 films. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I remember, I and I'm always like, oh, that's right, he did that. One of my favorite films that he did was called Mr. Soul, mm -hmm. which we had at the festival a few years ago, which was about a TV show that I'd never heard of uh, that was on in like the I believe, yeah. 60s or 70s, which was amazing. And he did uh, Citizen Ash as well mm -hmm. about Arthur Ashe, which yes. was like, I believe, uh, Oscar nominated possibly. So good. It was really, really well received. But he's he's uh, one of the most prolific uh, documentarians. In the the funny thing about Citizen Ash is I saw the film at the Oriental Theater and then like a few months or like I think it was like a year later it inspired me to actually go to the Open. So I went to like oh, the U.S. Really? Open. Yeah, so like <laughs> again, Sam Pollard rules my life. But, yeah. you know, um, the, the decisions are made based off of <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could all do worse if we don't if we, ju if we don't listen to him. I know. Yes. So I am busting at the seams to talk about what you have planned for the after party after oh, the yeah. film oh, because yeah. 
I'm looking at the main DJ you oh, yeah. booked, oh. and my little heart is so excited. Yeah. Please reveal. Yes, so we're so excited. Again, Milwaukee Film loves our films, but we also love our parties. So we are, <laughs> we are super, super excited in the kind of effort to celebrate 50, 50 years of hip-hop as a genre and as yeah. a cultural movement. We are excited to welcome DJ Spinderella from the iconic oh group Salt and Pepper to come and DJ for us. But like not only just DJ for us, but we're going to have a, a lot of local DJs as well, like kind of open up for DJ mm-hmm. Spinderella. So this kind of cross-cultural moment between hip-hop, Milwaukee, and Salt and Pepper. Like, yeah. this is going to be so much fun. That was, I had uh, a 45 of Push It when, yes. I, was, like, <laughs> 30, when I was like 12. Yeah. I loved it. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to bust my, out all your 12-year-old dance I'll moves get all my during 45s the party. together and I'll join the DJs. You should bring it and yes. have her come sign it. Yeah. I, I, I wish, on more than one occasion, I wish I still had that. Mm. But it's uh, just a distant memory now. One yes. So, so October 5th is the opening, mm-hmm. right? So um, the 5th, the opening night party, DJs, a wonderful movie. Um, then what's next? What comes after? Such a great big bang yeah. of an opening. Yeah. yeah. So what comes after is eight days filled with a lot. (laughs) Um, We're showing films every day. Um, We're showing a lot of late night films, uh, a lot of kind of prime. We're showing a lot of matinee films as well. But outside of that, we have a ton of different events. Um, And all the events are catered and centered towards um, our different programming initiatives that we have in Milwaukee Films. So we have Black Lens, which I'm the cinema programmer for. We also have Genre Queer, which uh, focuses on LGBTQ plus uh, specific cinema. And then we have Sin and Sin Fintetas, which is our Latinx uh, cinema group as well. So as they're also celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, we're kind of bleeding it in yeah, yeah. with with uh, CCF. So again, events tailored not towards just the type of cinema and genres that we're doing, but um, pushing the conversations that we see in the films a little bit forward. So, yeah. And what are a couple of the films? Let's talk about a couple of the films that you're yeah. excited about. One film that I'm really excited about is uncharted and um i think this is going to be a great one too for my radio milwaukee folks lovers of music alicia keys has created um she did like a writer's camp and there's a documentary that follows this writer's camp that alicia keys created and it's centered all around black women nice to meet you i actually know who you are i'm lovely a fan no no oh no in music having a room full of women creating in a safe space is literally the rarest thing anyone's ever seen. Are you an artist, producer? I'm producer. Okay, DJ. For women coming up, it's very difficult to make a career in the music industry. Everyone's tired of it, so now it's just time to change it. So it's it's a documentary about these black women who go to these writer uh, songwriting camps and their journey from like creating a song to getting it placed in movies and on albums and on records and it's such an exciting documentary. So if you're a fan of like that kind of MTV era of like music competition shows and stuff like that, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's going it feels like that in a lot of ways and I think it's going to be representative of like Milwaukee's relationship to music because we have a lot of musicians here who are taking over TikTok, who are yeah. taking over the industry in a lot of different ways so it's going to be just a nice little nod to say hey come out and see this so that's one i'm really excited about and alicia keys is your camp 
head camp counselor. Yes, I mean, and why? she makes so many appearances in the movie. I'm just like Alicia, come to Milwaukee. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, oh. that definitely sounds like a highlight of the fest. Yes. I mean, watching young people get encouraged and inspiration from artists that have oh uh, journeyed so much through their career, like that camp, invaluable. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. that's a that's a cry trigger. That's a tear trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like just, I. this is the thing about those competition shows you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like I, this may not be that exactly, but it's that same vibe. When mm-hmm. I see someone who's like trying to express their talent mm-hmm. and they're a little unsure of themselves and then they get just applauded or like you're yeah. the best, you know, whatever. And then you can see them feel it. That is like an immediate yeah. trigger. I'm like all I'm, it's Niagara Falls. And it's, it's amazing too, because the film itself is like so empowering between all of the women. So yeah. like, it's not the caddy drama we got in the MTV shows that the producers like made happen, but like, right. it really is a lot of love and respect and, and honor for these, these artists. And it's something beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really excited about that one. But in, in the vein of artistry as well, similar to what you were saying, we also have a documentary uh, called going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni project which I'm so excited about. I was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, but I am an Earthling. It is an honor to introduce this woman. She is the most renowned black poets this world has ever seen. There is no you without this goddess. You're sort of a prophet. I, I would hate to think of myself as being a prophet. Prophets die. The film itself is a film that uh, talks about the life and work of Nikki Giovanni um, and takes this prolific poet um, and writer and thinker and, you know, humanizes her in in so many ways, but connects it to like space and connects it to the stars and Mars and creates this kind of spatial understanding of someone profound. Oh, that's I love anything that has to do with writers poets and writers I'm really excited about that and I'm so fascinated to watch this film and see how they connect poetry and space together because I'm sure when I walk out of it it's going to have expanded my mind a little bit and that's the wonderful thing about film right like and being able to go to these um, movies this is all in person in the Mm -hmm. theater right there's no aspect where you stream these movies at home which is really the beautiful part Mm -hmm. about experiencing these things together and then not having to walk out of the theater and just go home go to an event that's related to the film afterwards and just share those thoughts and those inspirations with people maybe you're meeting for the first time at this film festival yeah i'm really excited about like and i think uh, you know due to you know covid it it feels really good to be able to come back safely um into the theaters and and do this and that's that's why i love the events afterwards or events that may happen because um there's this thing that we like to call in in film where after a movie you go home and you may have a refrigerator moment where like as you get home and you are going to grab something out of the uh, refrigerator like you touch the refrigerator door you remember something that has happened in the movie uh (laughs) so we are trying to curb that moment and actually have that moment happen with a whole bunch of other people at an event right like we want you to be able to share that not with yourself um and not only by yourself but with other people so like we we designated it and designed it in that way for sure so we've planted refrigerators around the city <laughs> so many for refrigerators them to come to yes. and have that moment you have, with to, us. You have like it's like a 
point of entry, touch the refrigerator, and you can get in. I, feel like, I, feel, I like this. I love this analogy so much that next year I really want us to just call these all our refrigerator moments. Yeah, and that's what our events are called. Or you could take it to that next artistic moment, like the meow wolf people do. You oh, yeah. build a refrigerator yeah. that's actually a doorway to get what? into the event. I love that. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we are now. We're, you're hearing a brainstorm for next year. This so is this could immersion. Be, this could be pivotal. Immersion to the core. Is there one more? Let's talk about one more. Is there like a closing night or something towards the mm-hmm. end that you're interested in? Yeah. So one, the film that we have is a that is a closing night film is uh, Hummingbirds. So one thing I want to say is like I, I want to give it to Milwaukee Film because not only do we like show obviously like political films or stuff that you know we're we're handling within our current climate, but we love kids and we love teenagers yeah. <laughs> and we love we love to like watch some of their work and their work tends to be some of the best because it's it's so fun and they have such unique ways. Their to, imagination is still their fresh. imaginations are super yeah. fresh. So we have this film called Hummingbirds. Um, and it's essentially about uh, these uh, Gen Z women who are tackling immigration and racism, and and in the in the wake of like Supreme Court rulings. So it's it's offering a perspective of things that bother adult life, uh, you know, in a very difficult way, and offering it in in a way where what are the kids saying? What do they have to say about it? Knowing that it would directly affect them. Yeah. So um, it's teen friendly, but it also packs a punch. So I'm really excited about that film. Oh, that's really good. And bringing your children to films like this could open the door to a conversation that you might really want to have because you know your kids are ready and you're ready for it. But what a great starting point to go to a film like this and then have those refrigerator moments with your kids after seeing something that moves you. And what I always want to stress about the Milwaukee Film Festival and Cultures and Communities is... One thing I love and one thing I think our programmers do great is there's just such a variety. It is, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a kids' shorts program. There's mm-hmm. there's fun movies. There's important movies. There's sad movies. So everything we do has a really good variety to it. And I think that's the thing I always push against is people, when they hear film festival, they think it's, oh, it's very highfalutin, high very brow. highbrow, mm-hmm. which it is. It has that stuff but it also has fun stuff it also has a variety you know there's always a a great variety yeah i love the moments especially as a programmer some of the most gratifying moments is going to like screenings that i've programmed and like hearing the response from audiences in the theater right like the laughter the yelling the 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 conversations that are happening like those moments make it worthy right um so even if a film is not what they thought it was it is always super eye-opening so really quick story we have a program in milwaukee film called songs uh souls of young folk and it's Mm -hmm. we work with uh peak initiative and it's a group of young black kids who are learning how to be programmers and we took them to some of the films for the film festival and you know, what was beautiful was how resistant they were at first. They were just like, <laughs> what is this? What are we watching? I don't like this. But then to be able to have the language to say the way that that character did that, I didn't like that. Or the motivation behind this person, I didn't enjoy that, but I did like this part. To just see them be in dialogue is like some of the best things ever. So like I find myself like after every screening, sitting outside of the theater, just like listening to yeah. people like whisper like, oh, I like this. Okay, I thought it was trash. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love live feedback. <laughs> that is awesome. Marquise, can I ask, where do you get your passion for what you do? When oh, were yeah. you first inspired by film? And I know we've got some questions we're going to yeah. ask you in a little bit, yeah. but why do you do what you do and why in Milwaukee? Yeah, so I want to give a big shout out to my uncle who 
you know, I was an only child in the household, but like my uncle um, and all of my cousins, he would, you know, during the summers, there wasn't much to do in the city of Milwaukee. So when I was a kid, so he would get us all in his big van and take us to uh, Northtown Cinema, which is not there anymore, mm-hmm. but it was like on the north side of Milwaukee. He would yeah. take us there or he would take us to Mayfair, the AMC. Um, and on a Saturday, we'd be there for literally like eight hours. We'll be there like from the morning to the afternoon because while our parents are working, he would like just take us there. Um, and me and my cousins range in ages. So like my cousins will go see the action films or the rom-com and I would be watching like kids movies and stuff like that. Um, I was like such a rule follower because I'm just like, wait a minute. We didn't pay for a lot of these movies. <laughs> What's going on? They would be like, Marquis, shut up. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so that's where, that's where it started. Just like the act of going to theaters and being there and um, and just being lost in a whole bunch of different worlds and kind of like moving from one world to another, literally by moving theaters throughout yeah. the day. So like that was... That's where my passion started. Um, crazy to think I make them now, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> That's is where so it started. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can we talk just a little bit about you as a filmmaker? Yeah. Did it. I hear that there is, I mean, I think we can plug the film. Do you have a oh, film yeah. in this film festival? Yeah. So actually, we are going to be doing an Engage and Activate with some high school students. Um, Engage and Activate is an opportunity for uh, community members. We have like an older version, obviously, for adults, and it serves as more like a networking event where you come um, with a whole bunch of different community members from different organizations, watch a movie, and discuss, right? Um, sometimes over food, sometimes over drinks, right? So like it's a really fun thing, but um, we're also doing another version with high school students specifically, uh, same type of thing minus the drinks. <laughs> but, <laughs> smart, but, smart yeah, choice. So yeah. they're going to be showing um, <laughs> my short film, The Heartland, which is uh, a film about Milwaukee specifically, um, talking about the unrequited love that is kind of that kind of exists between Black kids in Milwaukee, the city. So uh, yeah, that that film I made back in 2020, 2020 and it still is. Uh, being shown so I'm yeah. grateful I'm grateful for the opportunity yeah oh wonderful yeah. Marquise has a couple of short films mm-hmm. going on and he's working on which I won't uh, my mom already much, dropped the bomb yeah. he's not yeah. stopping his, is his what mom, we're saying his mom told Thank me you. and I don't know how it so we're not gonna say <laughs> anymore but uh, we're all very happy to have him at, with us at Milwaukee Film we're very honored um, we want to ask you a few fun questions yeah. to find out your movie tastes yeah. and just some of your movie history so yeah. you know take your time we'll just do three quick questions yeah. you want to do the first one Dory? yeah what was the first movie you remember seeing in a movie theater i think it has to be ants like oh, the, yeah yeah and i was obsessed with that movie mm-hmm. um you know i honestly think i'm switching it Okay. It's the, it's a bug's life. I was just going to say, where do you... the better one. Yeah. Uh, yes, but ants got rushed ants, through there quickly. Yes, it yeah, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. It was definitely a response film. But, like, <laughs> a bug's life definitely is the better one. But I was yeah. obsessed with it. I was just like, ooh, all this political drama between ants. Like, let's let's get into it. So that's the first one I remember seeing in theaters. Wow, and you caught that political mm-hmm. drama. as I did. Yeah. I said, this is messy. I love it. I love it when that, I love it when that happens. It's usually not a kid's film. Like, we're going to do one about ants. We're doing more we're gonna do all bugs yeah it's usually like there was like a two miles davis biopics coming out <laughs> something really adult and then it's like no ants yeah let's do it oh that's awesome okay yeah. now since we're on a fun one so what's the movie that made you laugh the hardest 
What do you think the funniest movies you've seen is? Okay, I am not proud. Okay, I'm not There's proud no shame. There's one. no shame. If it but made you laugh, it did its job. My middle school like self really enjoyed the movie Knocked Up. Yeah. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie a yeah. little bit way too much. Like I I was really really into that movie. Um I could recite it and oh, it was yeah. it was it was I don't know something about Katherine Heigl and Seth Rogen. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. that pair. I was just like, I'm really enjoying this. Again, messy, very drama, you yeah. know? Yeah. Someone's knocked up. Um, <laughs> All the background characters, too, were. Oh, uh, yeah. Martin, uh, Martin um, Star. Star. Yes. Star, but there's a bunch of really funny people. My favorite uh, moment is with the woman who plays Catherine Heigl's sister. She's married to Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. Mm. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Yeah. When she was arguing with. The security guard about yeah. about he was oh, just like yeah. he was like you're old why are you here <laughs> it was so funny I used to love that movie <laughs> and now we'll take a hard shift uh-huh. from laughter to yeah. tears what is the movie that do you cry at movies much oh well mm, I cry by my yeah I actually do yeah, I do yeah. I cry let me not let me be honest I mm-hmm. do cry <laughs> I, but I see where you're headed because yeah. I cry uh, if I'm by myself. Yeah. I'll lose control. Same. But if someone's there, I try to f- I, p- I push it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was taught in the Midwest as a boy. Of course. <laughs> I'm trying to let that Stop part it. of me go. Yes. So I just cry freely for me. <laughs> but yeah, so what's the movie you think that made you cry the this hardest? It's going to be a hard shift, y'all. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It was, it was Marlon Riggs, Tongues Untied. So mm. I'm not I, familiar. I, yeah. Please tell I'm me. I'm going to get into it. So Marlon Riggs is like one of I like to think of him again, all these parasocial relationships. Yes. I like to think of him as my like lineage in film. Like yeah. I would love to be associated in his world. But Marlon Riggs Tongues Untied is a film about Marlon and as he's kind of exploring uh, his queerness specifically in uh, his queerness in relationship to the AIDS epidemic in, you know, the early 90s. And the film is based off of a poetry book called Tongues Untied. So he takes excerpts from this book and creates this very urgent documentary that uh, kind of ends, you know, the documentary. The whole thing is uh, silence is silence is death. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Silence equals death. Um, Trying to create urgency around the AIDS epidemic uh, specifically. And I saw it my junior year of college uh, where for some reason I decided to take like a grad level art history class oh, <laughs> to yeah. see if I wanted to go to grad school or not. And I was like bawling in my room because yeah. that was the first time in a long time I felt seen. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I feel like there's a mirror being held up to me at this moment. Uh, so yeah, that was the one that got me. There's a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. your description is a lot in there that would trigger you for like three different. Oh reasons. yeah. And it's like, only yeah. 45 minutes. It's oh, not wow, even that long, yeah. but it's like packed with so much. It's like a mix of, kind of musical theater is like some of that in there it's a lot of poetry but there's also like reenactments and kind of narrative pieces so it's like all of these things yeah and stuff like that where they have those elements that kind of elevate you're talking about a very hard subject and a historical mm-hmm. subject as well mm-hmm. and then you elevate it with having the poetry and the yeah. art in there that's really great yeah. I'll have to check that out you that have to great. it's it blew my mind I watched it again like a month ago and Again, I was just like, what? Yeah. I had to like kept stopping it because I'm just like, Marlon, you're doing a lot to yeah. me right now. You wipe your eyes, gather <laughs> yeah, yourself, yeah. and then go back in. Well, That's those are one. great. Those are great. Those set are of really films. great. Yeah. You know, and talking about feeling seen, like we all deserve to feel seen. And I think a film festival like Cultures and Communities mm, yeah. really kind of narrows in on um, 
allowing people to do that. And so yeah. I really hope people listening out here that that don't feel seen, that are always looking for new and different movies and experiences, seriously consider uh, joining the festival yeah, on the yeah. 5th of October through the 12th, 12th yeah. of October. Yes, yes. Um, Easy way to remember it. It, my, it ends on my birthday, October 12th. Oh, yeah. we obviously. Can all, yeah, there you go. 5th We're to the 12th. Yeah. yeah, we'll all remember. Yeah, go to mkefilm.org slash ccf. You'll see all the events, all the films, and uh, everything's on sale now, and you can come check us out. Marquise, I absolutely had a delay talking to you and getting Likewise. to know you. I hope this isn't the last time that you will join our little no, no, podcast no. Well, let's here. let's come back. Yeah, you should. <laughs> You can choose to participate in our last favorite segment or not. We'll just okay. you think about it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. Uh, but I am curious. What else have we been watching? What else have we been watching? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Do you want to go first? Or sure. Wanna- I just started um, the new season of The Morning Show. Which oh, yeah. stars Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. For, I've seen a, a clip, I think, but I'm not mm-hmm. super familiar. TikTok with that. is really a fan of that show right oh, now because yeah. of Nicole Bahari. Yes. Uh, so I'm oh. really excited for her to be there. Yeah, yeah, there's some new cast members this time around. It basically follows um, the life of this woman who is the like the anchor, really, of this morning show for a network that you know doesn't exist, but like oh, an yeah. ABC or a <laughs> right, CBS, yeah. and kind of what she's gone through. And the first couple seasons have taken this different path with her co-host, um, with it coming out that he, the Amer- like America loved both these people, and then you find what happens when you find oh. out that the gentleman it, has been a sexual predator and oh, yeah. the effects of that. This season is all about female empowerment, what Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon's characters does to take the power of their future and their happiness out of the hands of men that mm. run media, multimedia. Yeah. And I, I found every episode to have a moment of laughter, a moment of reflection, a moment of feels. But I love the direction this new season is yeah. going in. It's, it's female empowerment, and it really kind of questions a lot of um, those patriarchic, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. the yeah. patriarchy. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm yeah, going to yeah, say. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, that sounds good. I wasn't. Just, I saw the name and I saw Jennifer Aniston is attached, but I didn't know much about it. So it's good to know. Yeah, like there's this scene from the newest season of Nicole just giving a master class in acting, and I love when when she goes viral because mm-hmm. it's like if you're not aren't familiar, if you're familiar with Striking Vipers uh, from Black Mirror, she oh. she was in that as well. But she's also been in a, a bunch of other things yeah. as well. But like any time I've seen of her just goes viral on TikTok or like on mm-hmm. social media i'm just like give her everything give her every single award she's amazing it's definitely made me want to dig into her catalog and just watch absolutely everything she's done that's the best thing to do is just get it captured by somebody new and go oh i'm gonna find out everything they've done (laughs) yes exactly so much fun well i'm gonna stick with tv too because i've been mostly just watching movies that i i watch over and over again so revisiting an old favorite nothing brand new but I did start watching, I watched the first episode of The Continental, hmm. which if you're a fan of the John Wick movies, is the Ooh, name yes. of the hotel. John Wick is fascinating. It is, it, the plans for it going forward, they've already had four films. <laughs> yeah. They're planning a fifth. They're planning a spinoff film hmm. of one of the characters. And now they have the TV show, which centers around the hotel. <laughs> and at first, I can't, I mean, I made such... I had a similar journey as I did with Barbie. Mm -hmm. I was like, when I heard they're making a Barbie movie, I just sort of rolled my eyes. Yeah. And now it was like my favorite uh, comedy of the last several years. Yeah. And then 
John Wick, I'm like, oh yeah, Keanu Reeves is a very sweet man. <laughs> uh, great, go shoot him right. up. That's fine. <laughs> then I watch it, and it's visually so much more interesting than a regular action movie. It's very violent, but mm-hmm. it's like it's like dance. It's like the choreography, Ooh, some of the best that, I've yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of four films, I never thought there was one that brought the whole series down mm-hmm. which is no. such a rare thing yes and that actually the more it went on i'm like this is an impressive story and they're all so <laughs> tightly connected love like, it one happens right after the last one anyway the continental uh and i also love a film that had builds like a whole mythology and rules and mm-hmm. the and the continental is the hotel which where you see all the rules play out mm. like there's you can't spill blood on the grounds and you can't you know there's the different rules so this is sort of the a prequel of how the hotel and that whole uh, that whole culture of assassins gets started. Love it. Now, having said all that, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. It's the first episode, and you know that's the first episode. Curse is always like, well, you need a few to get into yeah. it. I liked it. They, I will say the action is just as good as in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does have, it also unfortunately has Mel Gibson in it, which is just for mm. me, took, <laughs> took me out of it a little bit. But... Yeah. It's always unfortunate, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still. I'll stick with it. And see, yeah, see how it goes. Good. What about you, Marquis? So it's it's kind of weird because as a filmmaker, I as a filmmaker, and then as someone who teaches film, and then as someone who programs film, I'm always watching way too much and feeling like I'm not watching enough at all. Yeah. So like <laughs> a lot of the stuff I have been watching, I can't tell you all about. Because, like, I'm watching a lot of student stuff, and then also I'm watching a lot of stuff that is making festival rounds. So what I do in my off time where I'm not watching anything for work, okay, there's two weird ones. (laughs) Not weird, but the first one that I recently watched again was Happy Feet. I love that movie. (laughs) A movie that one of the greatest movies on disability I've ever seen. Um, It is so good. I've never seen I've never seen it. It was my grandma's favorite movie. You should watch it. Okay. The music is exhilarating. Mm -hmm. I just truly love that movie. Um, So I I love going back to that movie. It's like a comfort film. Yeah. Another comfort film I go back to is The Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Oh. And she is like the rom-com queen. Yeah. But like my goal is when um, on my 30th birthday, I want to go to the hotel that she stayed in, uh, the Grand Hotel Poop. It was like that. <laughs> I want to go there. That's my goal and live Wait, my is life. That a real hotel? That's a real hotel and it's absolutely gorgeous. And Queen Latifah lived her best life when she was there. And I want to be Queen Latifah. So like, there's that. So I'm gonna do that. But then what I what I what I do watch when I'm not watching older stuff is um I'm actually into like a lot of let's plays on YouTube. So like, if you aren't familiar, like YouTube, I love YouTube. I'm yeah, a YouTube yeah. boy. But the reason I watch I watch like I play The Sims. So The Sims okay, is like yeah. a you know like a dollhouse game pretty much you can create stories and stuff right so when i want to be mindless and not think so much about conflict and story structure and right. arcs and <laughs> stuff like that i go to watch people play the sims oh, i play yeah. this with myself but i also like watching people play because yeah. they come up with storylines and <laughs> and dramas and it's so good and I, it's just like um it's kind of like white noise sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like i listen to it with jazz music and have tea and i just 
I just sit there. That's how you decompress. Yeah, that's how I decompress. Yeah. Marquise, I want to hug you right now because I, when I am feeling that way, I head to my Animal Crossing album, Club oh, Rock. Yeah, 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 that's true. I uh, yeah, that. Island and pick flowers and catch yes. butterflies and build pretty things. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I it's, absolutely get it. That's interesting. You got to have, and the thing is, like, I'm a person who likes to control things. So, like, when I don't have control in my life, I could control my Sims. You yeah. see how that works, right? <laughs> Scratch that itch. <laughs> Two things I want to say to you. You said you want to be Queen Latifah. Yes. I want to tell you, you're you're my Queen Latifah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <gasps> does that wait? Does that make you LL Cool J? LOL. Uh, listen, nothing could make me LL Cool J. But thanks for thinking that was a possibility. Um, and I also want to say I um, recently realized I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with the Equalizer oh, films. Oh yeah. And Queen Latifah stars in the, the, show, the yeah. TV show version of it, which I watched a lot of and I was like it was like a, I was like, oh this isn't gonna be good. But I really got into it and I absolutely believed Queen Latifah could hurt ev- anyone. <laughs> right? And then she can flip the switch and like like be like needs to be loved by yeah, everyone. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like so good. She's yeah, she's really Classic. good. And I love <laughs> I love the original show, which was an old yeah. British white mm-hmm. man <laughs> yeah. in the eighties who looked frail, which yeah. was a harder sell. But the uh, Queen Latifah is a easier sell as somebody who could defend me. Yes, wow. literally. Yeah. And then obviously, and let's not forget Washington. about her in the uh, movie musical Chicago. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. So good. So Kim Shine, our producer, feel free to play us out with some Queen Latifah in the background. Love that. You've been listening to Cinebuds. Thanks for making it to the end of the podcast, buddies. We've got some people to thank. We do. Well, as we mentioned, Kim Shine is our wonderful producer. Thanks to Brett Newski for providing our theme song. Yeah, and we have a couple of sponsors. We have Associated Bank. Thank you very much. And Eyes on the Lake, I Care and I Wear. Now we've both been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to get my new glasses. rhyme unintentionally. (laughs) Um, And we could not do this without the members, both from Radio Milwaukee and from Milwaukee Film. And Marquise, take us out one more time. What were we talking about on this podcast? We were talking about the Cultures and Communities Festival happening October 5th through the 12th. And how can people find more info? You can find more info at milwaukeefilm.com. Go see a film and then have a refrigerator moment. Yes. Yes. And thank you again to Marquise for being here Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.